Welcome to Real Everyday People, an Eladio Nino podcast. You either die the hero or see yourself become the villain. See too many dark nights and light the way you're living. They got me living. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is the El Nino Podcast. I'm Eladio Nino, and this is Real Everyday People. As always, man, you know I appreciate all the love, everybody who taps in every week throughout the week. You know, when you take time to listen to my show, to hear the stories, you know, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate the love and the support. Um, And you guys always know that I share, you know, my life, you know, whether, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly. And um, so this past Saturday, I had to drive out to Battle Creek because a friend of mine was recently killed out there and um, shot him 40 times, man, 40 times, you know, and uh, it's just, um, you know, it's treacherous in them streets. And, you know, it's just, uh, you know, another unfortunate, you know, lost soul. The brother was, a, you know, he's a good dad and all that good stuff. But we're seeing too much of this violence, you know what I'm saying, in our city and, and beyond. You know what I mean? And we just got to get it together. But on the flip side, this is episode 23. You know what I'm saying? This is the last episode of season three. It has been a journey, uh, two and a half years strong. I've been going with this podcast. It's been fulfilling its purpose. It's been doing what it's supposed to do. I was going to fold up shop a couple times just because, you know, it's a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of money, a lot of work. But, um, you know, I managed to push through it because, you know, I feel like I'm guided by a higher power. And, you know, I went through my suffering for a purpose. And this is what the purpose is. And um, so I'm grateful for all the support. But um, this is the last episode. And in January 9th of... uh, 2023 um you're gonna have season four el nino podcast we're gonna give it a whole new makeover looking forward to it but um i got my mans over here very happy to close out the season with me and uh he's he's well known he, he's staying on his own too and uh my man uh john ortiz what's up brother what's good, man? my man my man tell him a little bit about yourself man who you are where you uh, from bro yeah um a lot of y'all know me in Southwest. Uh, I've been in Southwest. I'm 34. I've been in Southwest for 34 years of my life, you know. Um, I got a food truck in the city on the Southwest side on uh, Michigan Avenue. Um, I got two of them. It's called uh, Hibachi Me 313. Um, yeah, for the first Hibachi truck in Michigan, you know. And that boy um, slapped too, yeah, dog. That it, bitch it, been uh, slapping yeah. since you put that bitch up. Yeah, so yeah, y'all they know people watching this podcast, you probably if you watch this podcast and you from my neck of the woods, you probably know. What you want. You want the triple, you want the double, you right. want the single, <laughs> however you want. You want extra butter. Yeah. Yup, definitely, man. I I I I love I love the food. I love what you're doing. Um you know, share with us, bro, how how you you know how you got here, man. Share a little bit about your life, what you went through, what you've been through, you know what I'm saying? Where you been and where you at and where you headed, bro. Yeah. Um I got I always uh I got here because, you know, I knew uh food was my calling. You know, if you know me from the neighborhood, you know I was always the chef. 
ever since we was kids, you know, everybody already knows. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the only one in the neighborhood that was cooking. People are like, what? What, what you doing? I'm cooking shit. Mm-hmm. You know, when we was coming up in the neighborhood. You ain't got was money. You barbecuing or you whipping Every, up in the whatever, kitchen? Whatever, whatever. Everybody knows I'm 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 a beast on the grill. <laughs> I really ain't, I really ain't even barbecue this this summer at all. But you know, uh, my dad was he was a beast. He he was everybody know him and he fed everybody in Southwest. You know, so I got my just watching him. You know. So when when he passed away, uh, shit, I took the girl over at his funeral. Shit, we had a party at the. Are crib. you serious? That's yeah, the way and, to and do that's it. The though. Day, that's the day I took. I really took it. Started really cooking, you know, because I'm like, damn, he was he was the one, you know, he's the one that always fed everybody, and it's like everybody sitting there looking like, yo, the grill just sitting there. So I'm like, fuck it, yeah. might as well, you know. So yeah, food been my calling. So when I had a chance to do something, because you know. I really don't. I wasn't the best at working for people, you know. Sometimes you people, you just not good at that, you know. I, I mean, I'd be a good worker, but working for people, you know, it wasn't really my thing. So once I, I got the opportunity, I figured, you know, what better, what better go with my passion, you know. If you, mm-hmm. I love cooking, might as well take a shot, you know. Chances make champions. So who taught you how to cook? Um, my my pops. I I just was. I always watched. I always season was in the kitchen. measurements, like Everything. all that. Like, I don't really like. I'm Puerto Rican, you know. So you already know if you're Hispanic, you really ain't measuring. Like, you know, nobody measures shit. You know? <laughs> like, I don't really measure, you know. So I just was watching over his shoulder. Um, and and that was that when I when I first learned how to actually cook. I it was uh in '98. I was 10 years old and my dad was leaving to the bar and I was like, yo, you know, you didn't cook nothing. He was like, look, I got 13 T-bone steaks right there. I was Mm going to cook the potatoes done. He said, you're going to get through them 13 steaks. I promise you're going to, you're going to know how to cook. (laughs) So I burnt like the first five, (laughs) you know, the, the next five was straight, but the last one, that's the one I say for him, like shit. I'm, I'm gonna act like you know. I'm gonna act like this is what I did with all of them, but he gonna get the the perfect one. And by the time I to cook them, it was ever since then it was like okay, you know, let me work the stove. I'm cooking, you know. So I've been cooking. I'm 34. I've been cooking for 24 years, you know. So how long have you had your truck for? Um, my truck actually, what was it like? October 28th was our two year anniversary. For our, our okay. original location. Okay. On so this Avenue. is the thing. It's crazy because this was during the time of a pandemic. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's crazy because I've seen so many people thrive, bro. Like I thrived. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just got out of prison after doing 17 years, come home straight yeah. to a pandemic, bro. You know exactly. what I mean? That's crazy. And, uh, but I thrived. Like for me, you know, like a lot of people, bro, like they were losing it, man. They oh, was yeah. tripping. For like sure. for real. But I mean, off. shit was real. Like, look how many people passed away and you know yeah. what I'm saying? So the shit was real. However it got here, you know what I'm saying? The shit impacted the whole motherfucking United States, the whole world. For sure. Really, Especially you know? Right. 
But um, I've seen so many people thrive. They be, got creative. They started their own small businesses or, you know, came up with big plans yeah. and like watch things manifest, you know, whether they, you know, just had time to catch up with themselves because, you know, people in life are just always so busy, so hectic. Yeah, you know what I'm so. saying? And they don't always get the quality time to be, invest in themselves. And, you know, people just become robots, you know, yeah. but it's like, you know, you got kids, you got, you know, grandkids, you got a job, you got to sure. go to school, yeah, you got time during that pandemic you feel me yeah man so. and that was good in you know so that a lot of people were able to reconnect with the with yeah. a lot of you know i know in the beginning like there was a lot of divorces going on a lot oh, of yeah. cases of domestic violence w was going on it because going you know people were so busy being away from each other they forgot how to get along with each yeah. other like in real life you know what i'm right, saying exactly you so right uh you know it, it was definitely a lot of a lot of uh waves going you know what i mean mm -hmm. but i love the fact that so many people thrive bro you know yeah, what i mean sure. i started this podcast in a pandemic, in the pandemic bro still here two and, and still here yup two and a half years uh, later yeah. bro yeah i just hit my two-year mark man i was uh I, it, it crept up on me i was like hold on it's, it's about to be two years you know mm -hmm. that's surreal i would have never thought when i opened up see when I opened up, I didn't know I had a food truck. I just mm -hmm. made my mind up. You know, I was working at Amazon, and then they started playing with my checks. So I'm like, hold on. It's around Christmas time. I'm like, man, I'm depending on, on these guys, and they just playing with my money. I really can't do it no more. So, you know, they started giving people um, the option. You remember they were like, oh, you, you can get a layoff for, mm -hmm. for the corona or whatever. Yeah. So. At the time, I'm like, you know, I'm pre-diabetic. I'm like, my son got asthma. I'm like, I'm working. Then they start playing my money. So I'm like, you know, I'm not, I'm not fucking with these people no more. Mm -hmm. I never did unemployment in my life. I'm like, I'm about to sit back. I go to file unemployment, and I lose my job three days later. They're like, oh, you, you fired. Damn. So I, I look, I, I file for unemployment. I get my unemployment. You know, I was like, I'm leaving because I didn't want to catch corona. I caught corona. Mm, you know, I'm like, yeah. damn, I still catch Corona. So after the Corona, I'm like, you know what? I don't want to go back to work for nobody. I did quarantine. You know, my wife wouldn't let me at home mm. for weeks. <laughs> I did the hotel. I spent so much money, man. And then I was like, you know what? If I'm going to go back to work, it's going to be for myself. Mm. So I bought that truck. I had it. I said, you know what? Food is going to be my calling. That's what I'm going to do. So I'm going to get the truck. Mm. And then I, I got lazy, like all right, I'm gonna chill, you know. And then that when I once I got that idea, it was that was it. I was like, okay, we gotta go. I I didn't know it was gonna pop though. Two years later, man, that shit slapped, bro. That shit popped. Yeah, for real, it started man. off with two days. I did two days, Saturday and Sunday, and we never quit to this day. Mm. Uh, two years. You got later. two locations now, yeah, bro. I got two now. In we two years, you had now you got two locations. Yeah, so that was a blessing. You would have never thought, especially in the middle of a pandemic. Um, Benny, we was over there in Dearborn, you know where, I don't want to mm -hmm. say the name, and then it was just a, a crazy, it was a shit show, like the dude looked like he was off, straight picked him up off of Werner, you feel me, and Clark, <laughs> and I was like, oh no, man, I told my son, I said, man, we ain't coming back here, like I'm not, because you want some chicken fried rice, I'm not coming back to this place spending $150 every time you want chicken fried rice, Yeah, yeah. and then it was like, it, I swear it was like a cartoon, I was like, I can make it on the grill at home. And then the light bulb popped in my head like, hold on. No. What you mean? Mm -hmm. I didn't know what I was doing with the truck. You know? So mm -hmm. I was like, you can make hibachi for the neighborhood. 
because you ain't got that in Southwest, you know? Ain't, Killed ain't the really, game. there was, there was no hibachi. I, I started doing, you know, studying, and I'm like, okay, it was one hibachi truck. All they do is called hibachi wraps or whatever. They just do wraps, rice mm-hmm. inside the tortilla. So I was like, all right, nobody in Michigan at all does this like faithfully, strictly hibachi. You know, they might do mm-hmm. some stuff and cook some hibachi, but they not really putting everything into it. So I was like, bet I got to be the first one. My woman put my name out there. It took me a while to figure out the name. She put my name out there on the internet and was like, we found a name, Hibachi Me, 313. And mm-hmm. I was like, no. You know, I didn't even have the LLC at that time. You know, I'm like, I don't even have my name locked in. Mm-hmm. You telling the world what we doing. It was, I was keeping it on the low because I knew there was no more trucks mm-hmm. in the city or in the state. So I was like, damn, now I got to do a soft opening. I have to, you know. I, yeah. I, I looked into the business and I'm like, okay, well, a soft opening is just to test the water. See how, let me do a soft opening for two days. I put it out there, put the name out there, made a little business page and stuff. And man, it, was, it went crazy. Man, man. everybody loved hibachi, bro. In, in, in the Chicken, steak, shrimp, like, you, know, you know, all that good. They, then you sell what a lemonade in there, too. I, you know? I, we do, and it, that's the thing, it's not just hibachi. We do, we got the best wings, as you know. Mm-hmm. For twenty bucks, it's not gonna happen. And then you can get steak and shrimp for twenty five dollars. Like, mm-hmm. go over there and sit down and have somebody do a couple tricks for you and pay a hundred dollars. You feel me? Because <laughs> don't have a drink. You know, you gotta drink water. You're not getting. You, they want to. You want two rice, three rice. They try to sell you all kind of shit. And two people, your bill is gonna be one hundred fifty. You come to my spot, you get two two meats. It's fifty bucks. You know, mm-hmm. you get two triple threats and. I'm I'm bringing you like filet mignon. I'm not giving you cheap ass. The thing New is York convenience, strip. bro. You're right in yeah. the middle and of I'm the neighborhood. And I'm right in the neighborhood. You know, I'm about to go on a. Everybody from Michigan, McGraw. Yeah. I mean, really everywhere, they bro. Come, they, man. Come, they come. They come in to see you, bro. And then the you got this other everywhere. spot in Dearborn. You slapping out there, doing good. You open yeah. late. Who don't want some hibachi, bro? Like exactly. you killed the and, game, and, man. I'm and you're still doing. You got. Uh, you gave the truck a facelift. That yeah. looks sweet with the new yeah. logo and all that good stuff. Yeah, I got the new the 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 original truck. I put that uh, I put a mural on it. Um, shout out to uh, Southwest Freddie, man. He went crazy. If y'all go check my Instagram out and you can see that mural he did for me. He uh, he I didn't have good pictures of my dad, so nobody could really put it in a wrap, you know, because mm-hmm. I only have like ten pictures. And none of them are good quality. None of them are digital copies, you know. Mm-hmm. So nobody could do it. So I was like, you know, I seen him do some work. And I was like, we're going to test the water, see. And he, he gave me a good price. So I was like, go ahead, do it. And I, I was happy, man. It, 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 he went crazy on that one. but And that's a local artist, bro. Like, man, we yeah. got so much talent, so much creativity, bro. You know what I mean? Just independent people are just man i love it bro and everybody supporting each other dog that's beautiful man for sure you know what's crazy man you uh you related to my man tone tone martinez and i heard you was uh related to uh sis man uh corinthia ortiz that's my cousin too yeah man no doubt man shout out to to Corey, huh yeah you work together right yeah yeah Yeah. we do ceasefire man we on the team yeah Yeah, definitely man uh, you know, much love to her and my ceasefire team. You know what I'm saying? Our, our, our uh, you know, our work is hectic, bro. But yeah, Southwest you know, ain't that big, you know. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it, bro. 
But um, yeah, man, it's just you know small world, man. And yeah, then uh, sure. you know shout out Tone, man, because uh, you know he had life and they gave him numbers now. So yeah, you know, finally, yeah. yeah, definitely, he, he man. Home, so he'll yeah, he getting a, a second chance at life, man. That's a blessing. He been gone. He been what gone long? Twenty five, twenty five, twenty six years at, yeah. at, at least. You know. Yeah, no doubt, man. Just to, just to be able to take that that them letters off of your sentence, that that right there alone is a blessing. And he he only got he don't got too long. He only even got five years left. No, I yeah, think. I think what about three years, yeah, man? Yeah, about three years left. He'll be home. Yeah. So you know, I, I'm just uh, you know I've seen a lot of brothers home now after long long stretches, um, you know, and uh, a lot of laws are changing, and you know things are changing, bro. And I'm I'm happy to see. You know, uh, good brothers, man, come home and get a second chance at life and and uh, really be able to make something of themselves, man. And honestly, shit, I'm proud of my damn self. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, because you, you know, I'm 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 uh, I'm I'm loving my life right now, bro. I'm making a lot of good connections and I'm just constantly building, bro. And uh, uh, and I just always want to be progressive and always do a little bit better, dog. You know what uh, I'm saying? You know, sometimes in life we're our own worst critics. No, for you know? sure. So listen, I was going to tell you and tell everybody else that December 9th at the Detroit Hispanic Development Corporation at 1211 Trumbull, I will be having an El Nino podcast reunion. And everybody who has been on my podcast show is being invited. I got the flyer being made, so I'm going to blast it everywhere. I'll be reaching out to everybody. That's, that's, that's two and a half years worth of guests every Monday. You know what I'm yeah, saying? So I'm really excited about that. We're going to have dope, vem uh, dope vendors there. We're going to have dope performers. We're going to have a bomb-ass DJ. And, uh, you know, we're going to have a wonderful time and celebrate life, man. You know, because, man, I swear in the three years I've been home, bro, I ain't never been to more uh, funerals in my whole life, bro. Yeah, you know crazy, what I mean? Literally every week I'm at one or two funerals, bro. And I just don't know if this shit is just be becoming normalized or everybody's just becoming numb to it. But it is very sad, bro. You know yeah. what I'm saying? When I went to this funeral Saturday, man, he's my my man Mike. He got two twin. He got he got a set of twins, a, a boy and a girl, and they're about ten years old, bro. And they read their eulogies, bro. And I broke down, man. Just you know what I'm saying? The daughter said, "Daddy, please come visit me. I promise I won't be scared." You know what I'm saying? And I was like, damn, yeah. bro. You know what I'm saying? Just, you know, we got to change. We got to do different. We got to do better, man. Life is precious. You know what I'm saying? Them kids That's need right. him, man. And I don't right. see too many, just too many people just dying, bro. People feel like they're worth more dead than alive, man. Yeah. Where would they get that from to think that they're worth more dead than alive, man? Yeah, it don't work like that, man. Man, bro, you know, and, and that's why I'm just always putting in work with the people, with the community, bro, because I I grew, I changed, I transitioned, bro. I never thought I'd be where I'm at today, bro. You know, I grew up in the trenches, bro, right. since childhood, bro. I've been around everything, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, I got my shit together, bro, you know what I mean, in, in real life, you know, and I just, I want to, you know, break bread of knowledge and show people and be the example that it is possible bro you know what i mean to do what you want to do man you know yeah, and man. do the right thing right now bro i'm working on a thing um 
we just had a very uh, successful expungement fair at the DHDC, you know, got a lot of people together. But um, so now I'm working on they are investing millions and millions of dollars in job training and job opportunities yeah. in the city for Detroit and, you know, Wayne County and Detroit. Yeah. They want to motivate people to get back in working back class and, and work. you know, and then, you know, people, you know, getting out of prison and have these big child support debts. I said, listen, you got to get to the root of the problem. I don't care because, mm -hmm. you know, they got a program called Jumpstart that they just uh, initiated and, you know, they would pay you to go to school pay you to go to job oh, okay. training pay you for this and that and the other but oh, i said nice. listen there's an issue the friend of the court is taxing you know what i'm yeah, saying yeah, yeah. i said ain't nobody gonna want to work when you taking 40 50 percent of their check you can't afford until you can change that system nobody yeah. is gonna want to work you know what uh -huh. i'm saying because you ain't even gonna be making enough money to live and survive yourself Not right now like for people that rent, man, it's the money rent's going up. Brother, <laughs> I get, I work, I live check to check, bro. One check go to the rent, the other check go to the bills, bro. Yeah, that's how you gotta do it. You know what I'm that's saying? I'm selling hoodies and shit, t-shirts. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm just, you know what I mean. But I tell you what, bro, uh, I, I'm I'm doing better than I was three years ago. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it came a long way. It's 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 more like. Uh, like living in New York, that's how they're making it. Like you gotta have two jobs and five hustles to live in New York, you know. Mm -hmm. Over here, the, the way the prices went up since the pandemic, it's the same way, bro. It's the same way, man. And it's it's terrible because it break up families, man. It break up the purpose oh, yeah. in which we was given life in the first place, bro. We supposed to be with each other, raising, loving, nurturing, you know, uh, all that, bro. And and you can't, you can't even raise your own kids because you're working and got a side job and another exactly, hustle, you know? and you ain't even got time to raise your own kids. And then yeah. you wonder why they walking in schools and shooting everybody. You know what right? I'm saying? Exactly. But I tell you what, I be keeping up with you on Facebook every time I see you. You at your son's game bro like yeah. that is is dope man you know i love to see active fathers dads taking care of their business and investing in their time and and you a business owner so i know you a business a busy yeah. guy you know what i'm saying oh, yeah. i'm a very very busy person you know and i come from a big family and a big community i love everybody you know what i'm saying exactly. but it's like you try to show equal time love to you know and you just try you to can, you yeah know, yeah hard, i know yeah. man it ain't enough time in the day man trust me doing all this extra stuff with the truck that's why like dearborn i can't even open but on the weekends you know it's hard, it's so hard you can't find no help you know so i'm working dearborn oh no, man i'm the owner the cook the cashier all that you know in dearborn mm. by myself so i just open at nighttime yeah busy and, and i could barely make it there on time you know <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to help them with the other truck in detroit you know but it's worth it, man, because it's all yours, man. And, and you know, you, yeah. you built it from nothing. You had a vision. You manifested uh, it. You put in work. And in two years, bro, you now you got two spots. You know uh, what I'm saying? And you thriving, bro. Yeah. Good for you, bro. Consistency, man. Just That's the, that's the, that's the key. You got to be consistent. You know, it's a, couple, it's a couple trucks out here in the city and around this way, you know. They open, but they open when they want to open. You know, I, I made it a point to where I, I'm gonna be. You gonna pass by that lot Tuesday through Saturday, and you gonna see my truck there. You know, mm -hmm. God willing. You know, if not, it's an emergency, and people understand. I used to be scared when I first started. Like, I gotta open because if I don't open this weekend, 
nobody's going to ever come back, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, man, I ain't open the whole weekend because I couldn't. Just flat out, something mm-hmm. happened to where it couldn't happen. I couldn't open. And Brother, I, do you down. know how many times I drove by yeah. on Michigan <laughs> just praying and hoping uh, that your yeah. truck would be there? And yeah. I say, God, that about two, three times, like a dagger in my heart. Yeah. Because when I got a taste for it, bro, I'm like, dog, I got to go get it. You know yeah, what I'm saying? People, I done had people, like, you know, people know I don't work on Mondays. That's part of the thing when I started working for myself, you know, it's like, don't nobody want to work on Mondays, you know? Mm-hmm. So I. I I said, fuck it. Ain't nobody ever going to tell me I have to be to work on Monday. That's mm-hmm. for sure. I need Monday to regroup and chill. And then I, I try to take Sundays off. But, you know, I, I've been Sunday, working Sunday, that's the, that's the holy day, yeah, baby. That, that's the holy day, you know. You but know, that's I, what I, I, I coach football, so we play we play on Sundays. Mm-hmm. So I can only do nighttime. And then half the time, like, thank God, you know, we don't lose. We ain't lost a game. So when you win – and you celebrate and throw out, you don't want to go to work. And if you don't have to, shit, I'm not going to work today. You know, so I barely work on Sundays. But now our season's coming to an end, so it's grind time, you know. That's I'm dope, be, I'm though, be working man. on Sundays. Yup, yup. Congratulations, too, man. Sure. You know, sure. on all that good stuff. So what part of the neighborhood did you grow up in, bro? Um, 48210, like, you know, Michigan Avenue. When okay. I, uh, I've always been in Southwest since I was a kid, Gardner, all through the Boulevard, Porter, all through there. My grandparents, so my grandfather had a uh, huge house on the Boulevard right next to the church on Porter, the first house right next to it. It was humongous, you know. So I, I grew up in that area, but um, we've been uh, right where my truck is. I, I the, the same street my truck is on, I grew up over there since... 99 um obviously i'm not there no more i live in dearborn mm-hmm. um when i was young my dad he moved to dearborn tried to get out the neighborhood you know and then eventually we came back but my mom stayed in dearborn so i would be back and forth you know and okay. it's crazy because right where my truck is in detroit i grew up on that corner on that block right there you know i did i've been all through the neighborhood right there coming up as a kid to adult and then in Dearborn, my truck is two blocks away from my childhood house. <laughs> That's there, crazy, y'all. You know? So That's it's dope. Crazy. Dope. You're connected to yeah. both communities that Ex- you grew up and with. The guy at the gas station I knew for 25 years. You know, mm-hmm. I, shit, probably even longer than that. Ever since he, yeah, ever since he owned the gas station, like 24 years, I knew him. And uh, the parking lot I'm at in Detroit, I knew that that store just closed recently, a couple of years ago. But I knew every owner ever since, like I said, 98, 99. We knew the owners from there, so just set up shop right there, close to home, and it, it works. Cause Dearborn, they they love it. I'm right there in the community. A lot of them know me. You know, I got a lot of Muslim friends. That's why you know that people say, "Oh, like wh- why you make your food Muslim? Just for mm-hmm. the money? Like just because for the Arabic customers?" And it's like it ain't just for the money. You feel me? I'm connected with the Arabic community. Mm-hmm. Like I got two nieces that are Muslim, you know, my sister's a Muslim, she converted, you know, so I'm all up in that community, so why not, that's my, that's my thing, like, why not, and then once you go, like, I don't mean to bash nobody, but once you, I go to a meat market, regular meat market, you Mm -hmm. know, and then I go to a meat market that sells, that is strictly, you know, halal meat, Mm -hmm. the meat is so much better, man, it's just, 
Is it? Trust what's me. the difference? Like, what? What is it? It's just so much better. Like, I, um, I had you know people that worked for me ask me before, like, why you do this, you know? And when I first started, uh, I, I wasn't uh, like a hundred percent, you know. Then I, I shopped around. Let me see where I'm gonna get my meat from, and then I tried. Like before we opened, like I got a from a market, a well-known market over here in Southwest. I got meat and I put it up next to, you know, like because I do straight tenderloin. Okay. You know, like that's if some people don't know that's filet mignon, you know. Mm-hmm. We don't do New York strip, nothing else. That's why that's what sets us aside a little bit, you know. The people mm-hmm. are like, damn, this this steak is so yeah, that's cause that's grade mm-hmm. A steak. That you feel me? Butter. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's just like butter, you know. Shit. So I put it next to each other and I'm like, Look, this is why I'm going with, you know, halal meat. He's like, Damn. You get a big, nice, lean piece of meat, and then the other one is like a bag full of blood with a shriveled-up piece of meat in it, you know? It, mm. just, it just, you look at it like, man, you try to cut it, and it's nasty. Yeah. You know, you get to grab the, the halal one, you cut it open, bam, all meat. Do what you want with it, you know? So I had to go with that. Well, that's dope, man. That's good, bro. So I know you say having two trucks is a lot to handle, uh, where do you go from here? You know what I'm saying? Like, do you uh, expand continuously with trucks? Do you want to do a restaurant? Do you want to just maintain what you got now? No, I ain't I, doing no more trucks, man. <laughs> when I started, uh, I when I started, I said, everybody said, oh, you need to get a building. When I, when I first started, they're like, uh, this is it's worthy like to to have its own restaurant sit down you know Mm -hmm. and i was like oh yeah okay i'm good i'm gonna give me 10 trucks i want 10 trucks and then i have them everywhere but then now Mm -hmm. two years later looking at how hard it is you know i'm still on the grill like i wanted to get to the point to where i didn't have to cook you know and i got to that point in detroit because you know my sister and my man's right here, Dave. They held they hold it down for me. You know, for the most part, mm-hmm. it's just them two. And I got a couple other my one of my homeboys, and you know, I even got my mom that helps. You know, it's hard. You can't get nobody to. Nobody yeah, to you got to be able know? to rely on people, trust yeah. people. You know, with yeah, money, with, with doing trucks, a good man. job, with all that type of with stuff. With your money, man. but the money is the main thing. You know, and then a lot of people. They pocket watch, you know, and they see how much money is coming in. That's that's my main reason. Like, I can't. It's hard to keep anybody, man, because they they get the pocket watching and stuff, you know. But the mm-hmm. next thing I do, I, I am trying to get in the building. So y'all stay tuned, man, because that's our next venture. We we will be getting in the building, man, because I can't do no more trucks. It's yeah, so is hard, it a lot you know? of maintenance? Is it a lot of work um, or what? Well, the main like, tell us the pros really, and cons of that business, man. Um, the pros is the pros. <laughs> the pros <laughs> is the pros, you know. Okay. Because <laughs> once you step into a building, it's a whole different ball game. The bills go up, you know. And the reason I've been able to, like you asked me earlier about my prices, the my prices nobody's beating my prices. But when I started, my prices was like, like I, I was. It was crackhead prices, bro. Mm-hmm. Like I was selling dinner for ten dollars, twelve dollars, fourteen dollars. Okay. You know, chicken, steak, shrimp, ten, twelve, fourteen. You know, mm-hmm. double meat, fifteen dollars for a two meat. Mm-hmm. You know, now I only went up ten dollars, but if you look at the prices, man, prices went up crazy. So, I know, man, and and yeah. every every I don't care if you buying a pack of gum. Yeah, anything you know? anything you buy, man. When I started cooking, I was paying fifteen dollars for 
a box of oil. Now I'm paying forty dollars for it. You know, mm-hmm. so that that's why. Like, um, man, I bought I, a Snickers bar yesterday out of a Seven Eleven for two nineteen. Yeah, I said two dollars and nineteen cent for a regular ass Snickers. Yeah, I said it's some bullshit, but I bought for that real. motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, right, because if you want it, you are gonna buy it, and that's why. Um, people, people say like, man, some people don't like my prices, you know, only way, only reason I've been able to keep my prices like this is cause I'm in a truck and I'm not paying that big money for rent every month. Listen, bro. One thing you know? that I learned about life and people, man, is that I don't care how good you're doing. You could be the most positive person in the whole world. You could be doing everything the right way. You still going to have people that don't like what you do, why you mm-hmm. do it, who you do it for, what, you know what exactly. I'm saying? Like, no sometimes matter what, bro. It be your own people, if too, you, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah, definitely. Shit, I've been through that most yeah, for the majority for of my life. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I got people that, I got people that shit, I knew for practically my whole life, you know, 20, 30 years, but since I opened the business, I ain't seen them. Mm-hmm. You know, not not even that they ain't been to my business yet. Mm-hmm. I ain't seen you, and I ain't mm-hmm. really even talked to you or heard from you. Maybe a Facebook like or maybe if that, but mm-hmm. it's crazy. It be on people sometimes. They ain't lying when they say that. Yeah, no, I understand that, bro. Shit, I've been <laughs> fucked over uh, by everybody who I loved. You know what I'm saying? Family, uh-huh. friends. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you know the game. You fucked over and been fucked over. You know what yeah, I'm saying? So you know that's just the cycle of that. Yeah. You know Mickey Mouse shit, bro. But. I had to change the direction of my life, man, because I don't like to have to think crazy and always be sizing up people and yeah, their, man. you know, what their agenda, what's their motive. Like, bro, that's a crazy mind state, dog. You know, exactly. when you, cause you in the hood, you don't, you know, what what's people up to, what you know, what's the angle, you know, yeah. and all that. And it's like that's just crazy ass thinking. And then being in prison, dog, like that's all you do, bro. And then just, you come out here, it's a it's a different ball game, man, bro. I just I'm glad I live the life that I live because I could sleep in peace i can live in peace i ain't got no problems with nobody and yes, uh you know i just keep it pushing bro you know what i'm saying Man, every day i yeah. do my best to be my best i show love and support to everybody and you know yeah. what i'm saying that's why people that's why people fuck with you a lot of i, I know uh, i'm from southwest so i know a lot of people in southwest I pretty much know damn near everybody you have on the show. I know him from some, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's from over here. He's from over here. This is his boy, you know. This mm-hmm. is my cousin's boy, stuff like that. Like I said, you already connected with a couple of my family members, you know. My sister, my cousins, they already, you know, they already know. Like, oh, I know him from back in the day. My sister's around, mm-hmm. around here. She's she like 40 years old, you know. Yeah, so no doubt about it, Everybody man. know each other in Southwest some way or another. Yup, no doubt, man. But I love, I love what what the community has grown into today it's not like it was back then you know what i'm saying um you know back then it was hard to get ahead because every it was like a crab in a bucket man everybody was killing each other for nothing you know what i'm saying but today you can stay in your own lane for the most part bro you can create your own lane now you know what i'm saying create your own fucking i try to create i created my own lane you know and i just stay in it that's what i do Mm -hmm. man i stick to myself me too bro I work and go home. That's about, and I and I, I put my time into the kids. You know, coaching the kids. That's all. That's and, all. I do. And that's what I love, man. Because some people, excuse me, some people become workaholics and don't make time for their family, bro. You know yeah. what I mean. And then before you know it, they 15 years old, and then you wonder why you can't get along with them. They ain't trying to hear nothing you got to say. They wait, raise themselves. You know what I'm saying? 
And it's sad, but, you know, because, you know, parents want to get the best life that they can. You got even families who grew up with, with both parents, you know what I'm saying? A lot of mm -hmm. times they both had to work and, you know, kids get That's into right. things. Somebody's going to influence them, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you want it to be you. Trust me, you don't want another man to be an influence. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to the sports and stuff like that, but I'm talking about like in the neighborhood, you really don't. It ain't too many, you know, mm -hmm. role models in the neighborhood you want your son to look up to. I tell, I tell young people all the time, man, if you don't know what to do with your life, somebody else will, bro. And that's that's you For know sure. that's when you get misguided. That's when you exactly. get lost in the sauce, bro. Yes, sir. You know I I you know gang life, drug dealing drugs like, you know that's bro that I used to live and breathe the streets. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And uh, I'm yeah. glad I'm grateful I got a second chance at life, dog. Because I I could easily been doing life in prison. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or you know even dead. You know what I mean? Because that's the kind of life that I live for real. And uh, today, man, I love being alive, man. I love being free. I'm grateful oh, for yeah. my freedom. Every you will never you know what up. you got till you ain't got it no up, more. I, I, I love I can go get me some hibachi. You know right. what I'm saying? <laughs> love, I sure. love wearing what I want to wear, you know? Oh, yeah, wearing your own stuff, you know? Ain't nothing like it. All that, bro. You know? But, um, I mean, like, what is it that you think, bro, that needs to be done to help stop violence in all urban communities across the state, bro? You know, like, what do you, I mean, you know, you younger, bro. I'm I'm 44, I'll be next month. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah I'm, I'm a little, yeah I'm, yeah, I'm like 10 years under you. So uh, for your generation, that's so, a 10-year gap between me and you. You know what I'm saying? What is it that you think that that your generation needs to do, bro? You know what I'm saying? To kind of. Get to, get some money, man. Get a bag, you feel me? Get to work. Right. My, my, my main thing for, uh. For my generation, for the for the guys, is take care of your damn kids. You feel me? That, yes. That's the main thing. Take care of your kids. Worry about your family at home because the streets ain't got shit for you, bro. Because Not a lot that. of a lot of a lot of us, man. You know, even myself. You know, when I was younger, we talk about we sell drugs because we need to feed our family and all that. Like that don't always be the case. That just be a reason the motherfucker make up yeah, to say just to justify to say why you doing what you doing. Because Sounds really, cool. you know, a lot of the money you making. You know what I'm saying? I know a lot of the money I made. I fucking spent on clothes and jewelry and strip that clubs and bars yeah, and bullshit. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I was always talking about well, I got to do this. I got to do this to feed my family. Like. No, you sitting here lying to yourself no, and you, everybody yeah, else, you, you bro. You get a job, it's just you don't want to get. Some people just don't want to sit down, you know. I, mm. I sat down, shit, once my dad died, I was like, fuck this, you know. I, I'm, I'm I'm sitting, I'm getting my ass to work, you know. Mm -hmm. I got blessed. I got a, a, a good job, like, I was like 25 years old. That's when I first got my first fucking real job, you feel me? I okay. was like, no. Then I had uh, my younger brother, you know, my brother was like, 17, 18 when my dad died, you know, and I had my man's right here. That's his best friend, you know. So I was like, shit, they they looking at me, you feel me? Mm -hmm. And I was fucking off, you know. I ain't had no family. I ain't had no kids, nothing to, to keep mm -hmm. me grounded, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was like, man, I got to get to work. Fuck it. I can't show my, you know, my brother ain't got my dad. My dad was always the one to show him you got to work. So my dad was always working. He, mm -hmm. My dad didn't do the street thing, boom, all that. He wasn't that type of dude. He was always in a bag working. If you know my dad, you know that motherfucker always had work clothes on, 
Mm-hmm. Our hands was always dirty. He was always doing something. So when he died, it was like, fuck, what's my brother going to look up to? You know, me here in the streets making easy money, spending easy money. Can't get over that hump. That I got to, you know, get in my bag and sit down and get to mm-hmm. work. And that's that's the best thing I ever did, man. And made me a family. And when, when I had my son, shit, it wasn't, that was it. It wasn't no reason to be in the streets no more, you mm-hmm. know? Like, it... It's no reason to be in the streets when you got your kids at home. Once in a blue moon, go out, have a good time, whatever. That's cool. But every day in the streets, like, I, I got homeboys right now that got fucking six, seven kids, you know. And they, and mm-hmm. every time I see them, they in the streets with my other homeboys that got kids. And my other homeboys that don't got kids just fucking off, you know. Mm-hmm. Doing the same shit we was doing 10 years ago. And. People like that, I just separate myself from. Like, bro, if we was doing this shit ten years ago, and you pull up on me, and I'm 34, and we, you doing this shit now, still, mm-hmm. <clears throat> where the growth at? You feel me? Like, I don't got time for that shit. Yeah, definitely, bro. I gotta because... be to work in the morning. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it, man. And that's what it takes, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you grow and you want to change and you want to level up and you want to do better. You know, I tell people all the time, when you want to pick something up, you got to put something down, bro. Yeah, and when I sure. went through my growth spurts, bro, I had to cut off a lot of shit in people and oh, places. Yeah. And I had to change my conversations. I had to change the music I was listening to. Yeah, I had everything. to change the TV shows I watched. I changed the books that I used to read. I used to change my activities. I used to change. I had to change everything, bro. Like everything. Mm-hmm. I had to reprogram myself, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yes, and uh, and I'm grateful, bro, that I did. And a lot of people, they wait till they get out of prison to start making these changes. I'm like, bro, if you don't learn how to make it in here, you definitely ain't going to learn how to make it out there, yeah, bro. You, you got to make them it. changes now. You know what I'm saying? Because you got to be able to to comprehend what you, what you want to become. That's you know what I'm saying? Learning it. how to apply it, learning how to practice it, and learning how to live by it. You know? Mm-hmm. Because when you think about it, bro, like... A lot of, you know, a lot of the qualities that, you know, you know, gang members, drug dealers, like these are skills that brothers have when you're a fucking distributor and you can sell, you're a salesperson, you're a business person, you can, you know what I'm saying? But you need to apply it to a whole different path, bro. You know what I'm saying? There's something positive because... Listen, I got two homeboys, bro, that just got killed, bro, and they both had small fortunes, and that money did them no fucking good, you know what I'm saying? They Mm -hmm. didn't do shit with it, you know what I'm saying? Died, and then the hyenas got everything, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it's crazy, bro, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, fuck that. I'm trying to leave something on paper. That's why that was my main thing when I... uh, when you get fast money in the neighborhood, you know, it's fucking, you blow it off. You don't think, let me start a business. Let me, you know. Mm-hmm. So when you work for something and, and you accumulate, you know, you get a couple of dollars. And you're like, man, I'm not spending this shit. I'm not buying. Mm-hmm. I could have easily, instead of buying my truck, I could have easily went and blew my money on a, a brand new car. You feel me? Like, <laughs> I, I own a, like, this is yeah. my second, I'm in my second year owning a business. Like, I don't want to brag, but shit if y'all know we do we do good you know we we a popular food truck like you know it's it's us in in the the, the truck on fourth street basically when it, in the city mm-hmm. especially around this way it's us in detroit 75 you know 
we the only two gourmet trucks. Ain't nobody. Do you eat gourmet. other food or do you eat your own food? Ah uh, man, I. Cause if I like I if I worked in there, I'd yeah. be eating like a mug, bro. Nah, see, I had yeah, I had to chill out, man. I, you know, I'm diabetic, <laughs> so oh, I, don't, yeah. I don't really eat the rice. If I eat it, I can't lie and say I don't eat it. I eat it, but I be I be sick of it. You know, I, I support a lot of I support a lot of food trucks. I'm gonna support mm-hmm. every food truck that opens up. At least once, you know, mm-hmm. like the burger that. truck over there the on Wyoming truck, and I Michigan the with burger. the nacho burger. Yeah, yeah. That bitch slap! I swear yeah, to God, yeah. I put ten pounds on fucking with For them sure. nacho burger you know, between I your support, truck and this yeah. truck. I support everybody, <laughs> you know, but but if I see like if I support you, if I like it, I'm, I'm gonna come back, you know. But if I keep noticing like yo, I've been coming to this food truck for six months. This motherfucker is six blocks away from me, and he ain't never stopped at my mm-hmm. truck. Then at that point it's like you know it's what one-sided. it's it's I know him personally. It's a Mexican dude down the street that I don't know that I'd rather support. You feel me? Mm-hmm. I don't. He don't got to come to my truck. But if I know you personally, and you know we know each other outside of the food truck, mm-hmm. and you're not you, you don't even I'm supporting yeah. you because hey I'm gonna support you. It's tacos and I know him and he's right here. Mm-hmm. But if not, I go to the Mexican. He needs my money. I'd rather give him my money, you know. Mm-hmm. So I support everybody once, twice, you know. But if I if I don't get the love back, I ain't fucking with you, you know. Mm-hmm. No, I feel you, brother. I understand, man. But I, eat, I that's what I eat. Like I don't cook at home. Ever since I started this, mm-hmm. I've always been a cook my whole life. Everybody knows in my family, you know, I cook. Now since I started this shit, man, I ain't cooking breakfast. I ain't cooking nothing, you know. Do you I'm ever good. eat at? Do you ever eat down river at all? Shit, I eat everywhere, man. I'm a foodie. Everybody knows mm-hmm. when I that was another like I started this. I knew food was my calling, bro. I've always been a foodie. Everybody used to call me. This is when I really like there's two times. The one time I uh I had somebody's there's somebody uh, that I know, family friend, they don't they don't eat ribs at all. They're like disgusted by it. Even she beef ate, ones, any not any okay. ribs. Just she ate my ribs and she was like, "That shit was good as hell." And then my co- <laughs> my cousins uh, the same night and I cooked fish and my cousin's wife, she's like, "I don't eat fish at all." She ate it and she was like, "Give me another piece," you know. Damn. I was like, "Food is my calling." Like when you know you a foodie, you know I'm big. I I got big because I know how to eat. Yeah. When when people call you <laughs> and they're like, "Hey, bro, I'm about to take this chick out," you feel me? I know you you always posting, you know, different spots, this, this. Where should I take her? I want to, he told me what kind of vibe they was on. I'm like, damn, I'm really a foodie, man. Food about to be my calling, you know. So I'm like, fuck yeah. it. And then people will call me like, hey, bro, what's up? I'm about to take this little bitch out, you know. What's up? Where, where should I take her? I'm like, damn. Food to match the mood. Exactly. Like, food I, to I match the mood. You know. So I was like, you know, I, I always post food. Even before I open my thing. Every, I'm always everywhere. I eat downriver. I I go. I, I travel. I, I ate at a place today. Just opened in Wyandotte. My homeboy uh, Chris, he's the chef there. It's called Brick House Brands. Brick and, House Brands. Yeah, bro. And uh, I had meatloaf there, and I've never eaten meatloaf like how they made it, yeah. and with cheese grits. It was supposed okay. to be like yeah, man, yeah. bro, delicious, it's bro. <laughs> Very good. You ever get a chance? You in Wyandotte or anywhere in the neighborhood? Go ahead and stop by there, bro. Give it a try, man. man. Definitely good, man. Do they got social media? I don't know. They just yeah. they just opened up. My homeboy, he's a chef there. He's a cook. Okay. And, uh, you know, I told him I'd stop by. And uh, me and my wife had 
good ass meals and i was grateful that i went there it's nice it's new it's big and i already know that once it catches momentum yeah, that's when yeah, the pace is gonna sure. slap for real yeah i'm trying to find something down river man that's where i get a lot of a lot of my following is uh, down man. river. They want me to come out yeah. there. You know, I'm, I'm looking for a building. So, Shit. if anybody knows anything, River Rouge, you know, E-Course, uh, you know, Lincoln Park. Yeah, you know I got I mean? a, um, I got a spot down one spot down river, but I, I'm it's like in Melvindale. They they want me to come, but okay. uh, I don't know about Melvindale. I'm trying to get like. Like Wyandotte, you know, mm. Lincoln Park, they're a headache. I'm not trying to Maybe Taylor, shit. Come Some, out to Taylor, else, bro. I love Taylor, dog. I swear. They're going to come because we got crazy. people come from everywhere, so I know they're going to come down river. They come to Dearborn with no problem. Everybody, the whole hood be in Dearborn at nighttime when they get done with the club and stuff. Mm-hmm. The whole hood be over there. You would think it would it would be all the Dearborn people, but nah. It'd be the whole hood. So I know they're coming down river. No doubt about it, man. So, do you teach your son? And you just had a newborn baby, right? Yeah, yeah. Congratulations, congratulations you, on that, bro. You had know. a baby Friday. I had a, my second daughter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you okay. said, do I teach my son what? How to cook? Yeah. Are uh, you teaching him what to do with that? Um, I don't. I don't like him around the grill, you know, because it's always hot. Okay. You know, so but. He man, he's learning himself. He, you know that YouTube and stuff. So he be, oh, yeah. he's the face. You know, if you see my logo, he's he's the face on my logo. So, I see the shorts yeah, too. They're my yeah. cold man. So um, he's the face on my logo. So he takes pride in that now. You know, so I caught him the other day doing a trick on the grill. And he was like, "Look, Dad, if if you just give me an egg, I put it right here and watch this." Bam, he spun the spatula around and grabbed it. I was like, hold on, man, what you doing? I'm like, yeah, I seen it on YouTube. So he's he's learning. He's like, I don't want to learn how to do. So I'm like, you know what? If you want to do it, go on. He wants to start learning how to, you know, I don't. we don't do that. We don't do all the tricks and stuff. Like I tell people from mm-hmm. the beginning, if you want, you know, I could throw a shrimp tail in your hat and charge, <laughs> you, charge you double, you know. Yeah. I can do like they do down the street. But I'm a, my trick is I'm going to bring you some, some, some magic. You feel me? I'm going to yeah. bring you some some fire in the box that when you open my box but he wants to learn how to do the trick so i told him i'm like go ahead when the grill's not on when we over there cleaning this stuff because i'm right down the street from my house in dearborn you know mm-hmm. i let him do do what he does he has his own spatulas at home you know i, I for christmas oh for real I got his oh own that's spatula. cool he got the whole chef outfit and everything he got the hat so he likes it he embraces oh, he it he loves then. it he, he's honestly my son is he's seven right now but when he was six yeah, he was cooking. He cooked his own chicken dinner, you Damn. know, because that's his thing. He loves the chicken. He's he was cooking his own chicken dinner at six years old. You know? Yeah, so, that's crazy, man. But that's dope now. because you know I, I've heard stories of um, people who pursued careers and and um, you know because their parents were always on them about this what you need to do, this what you should yeah, do, yeah. and uh, you know a lot of them grow up later on in life and they regret it, they resent their yeah. parents, and this is not yeah. what I wanted to do, this was not my purpose. But yeah, it's wow. nice when you do have them stories, you know, where you're able to raise your kids to follow yeah. in your footsteps and yeah. and uh, you know learn learn you know the skills and how exactly. to do things. The and, same thing like with football. I I play football. But uh, I didn't push. I don't push that. You know, I coach my son's team. I don't push that on him at all. You know, he the day he found out kids could play football, he's just he was on it. You know, and yeah. when he started, 
I was like, uh, you know, you got to finish it out. We we started. I'm not going to teach you. You can quit. Mm-hmm. By the end of the season, he didn't like it at first because of conditioning. He's addicted to it. And now this cooking, he just wants to cook. He's in the kitchen with his mom. You know, he was always in the chair. Now he don't need the chair no more, you know. He's sitting next to his mom cooking, you know. <laughs> that wow, he, that's he, dope. He, he, done cooked a, he cooked a lot already, different dishes by himself, you know. I let him go ahead sometimes, you know. But I'm right there so he don't burn it. So I don't. I hate when he's around a grill. He's he's always wants to be around a grill. Does he ever ask you to work in a truck? Oh yeah, he comes. He he works, man. Uh, when he comes in, he takes orders. Like the other day, he worked with me. Little shit, he worked for me for like an hour, and he made like forty five dollars in tips. Dang, they, for they, real? They tip somebody tipped him twenty dollars, five, five, ten. I'm like, wow, Damn. that's cool. He makes man. tips, and and he's so he's he's so intelligent, you know. If you guys follow me, even on my business page, you'll see him on my hibachi page. Uh, he's just so when he talks to the customers, he'll take the order that he knows exactly. He knows the prices. He, mm-hmm. Do you want extra garlic butter, yum yum sauce? You know, he knows all of it. And they're like, man, is that your kid? The other day he was cooking a chicken dinner, and the guy came up. He was like, bro, is he cooking a chick? Is he cooking right now? I'm like, yeah, he, that's his food. It ain't your food. Don't yeah, worry. He's yeah. cooking his own chicken dinner. But, yeah, he cooking. He's like, here, man, here's $20, man. He done took my order, turn around, flipping chicken. He was like, how old is this kid? <laughs> like, he's seven years old, man. He's like, here, give him this wow. year, buddy. It's if he's doing bucks. that at seven years old, imagine what he's yeah. going to be doing by 15. The, yeah, that's why I was like, you know what? You know, my wife told me, she was like, hey, if he wants to do it, let him try, you know. Why not? You never know. By the time he's ten years old, he could be doing all kind of crazy stuff. And I was like, you know what? I don't. I don't want to raise him. Like it'd be good, you know. When I'm gone, he's gonna have my business, whatever. I don't want him in there cooking. I don't want him. I don't want him getting his hands dirty. I want him going to college, you know, mm-hmm. and not having to work, you know. But uh, if he wants to cook, let him cook. It is what it is. I need uh, that's free labor to me. Man, he could he could get his own Shit. cooking station for kids going or no, something, no, he, bro. He, he, he can, for real, man. he can make videos like he's got you a know, YouTube. He's got I a mean, YouTube bro, already, he's seven so. years old and he's whipping yeah. up hibachi and fried rice. Yeah. Like, bro, that's <laughs> dope, man. Yeah. And he can start right now. You know, yeah. that's why I was. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't I suggest like no him. kids cook without some type of you know. Supervision, uh, yeah, supervision for sure. For sure. Yeah, I only let him cook when I'm right there, and and I, I I be on him, you know. I'll make him sit on a stool or something. Like I don't like his hands being nowhere near, you know. If he he's got to cook with his elbows in the air like this, I don't let him, you know, grab the spatulas. No, don't do none of that because you ain't burning your hand. If your elbows ain't in the air, I don't want to see you on the grill, you know. Mm-hmm. But he's got it. I, he's seven right now, so the way my son is, whatever he does, he's got to be perfect at it. You know, mm-hmm. so once I give him the leeway a little bit more, I give him leeway when we're when we're slow and stuff. Man, he's gonna take it to the roof for us. He's gonna do his thing. No doubt about it, man. You know, I'm gonna, just... on, I'm gonna have him put on his YouTube because he puts his little football and he he wrestles and he plays baseball. He puts his little stuff on YouTube, but once he learns, he, he's already learning tricks, man. So watch out for him. By the time he's ten, I guarantee you. He's going to be killing them out there. That's dope, man. That's dope. So the Lions got a win yesterday. 
bitch. You know what I'm saying? Had to throw my lion's hat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They bust them cheese heads out there. I know they was yeah. sad as hell. They, they thought Aaron Rodgers was going to come in and bust ass. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We got our first W off you boys. If they win one game, as long as it's that one, that's like Michigan with Ohio State, man. Oh, man. As Michigan we, kicked ass, yeah. man. Oh, yeah. I was happy, bro. You yeah, know what I mean? Because I don't know how many times we were so disappointed. You see games where yeah, for we're sure. right there, bro, and drop sure. the ball or something somewhere. I'm yeah, like, damn. I'm surprised. I, I had my own game yesterday. So when I when I got off the field, I looked at the score. I'm like, hold on. This said said the Lions beat Green. Okay. Let me. So before we go, man, I got to ask you something, bro. You know, the Powerball right now is at $1.9 billion, bro. I don't know if y'all went and bought tickets or what. But if you won, I said, shit, let me be one of 10 winners. I don't even got to win the whole right. thing. Let me get son of it. I ain't got to have all of it. Exactly. But let me say, let me ask you this. If you was to win some shit like that, what would you do? What would I do? <laughs> I'll buy the fucking lions, bro. <laughs> I'll try. I'll try at least. 1.9. That should be able to buy the damn lions. At least half of something. <laughs> ain't worth that much. But I try to buy the damn lions, man. Get them out the Ford's uh, ownership, man. We need new owners over here. That's what I do. First thing I try to do. My dog. They, they ain't, that ain't enough money for them, but I'll try. <laughs> I tell you what, man. You know, I I would love to win even a portion of that, bro. You know. Oh what yeah, I mean? for sure, man. Honestly, that's some life changing money there, I, bro. Yeah. My 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 main thing I is, is even if I win a billion dollars, it's gonna be hard for me to sit down. You know, I got <laughs> if, if I make some money, I gotta make more. But I mean, with that kind of money, I can sit down for a minute. I could chill, but I'm 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 gonna get into something. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna try to you know multiply it double it up or something you know because at the end of the day trying to leave my babies as much as possible you know you never know what could happen ain't no doubt about it man listen man let them know where they can find you at bro you know let them know where they can contact you get with you find your food find you on instagram and all that good stuff all right so um on facebook it's uh hibachi i'm I'm gonna leave the the tag in 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 the comments but it's uh Hibachi underscore me underscore three one three. Um on Instagram it's Hibachi underscore me three one three. It's a little different. But yeah, you can follow us on there. We uh we're in Detroit. Uh seven four right now with the flyers, so I'll be blasting it everywhere. Everybody's gonna get a personal invite. Uh looking forward to seeing everybody and catching up with everybody. Season four coming uh January twenty twenty three. This is the last of season three right here. Shout out to Lit Music Entertainment, Jose Del Valle, DJ Dan, uh DJ Pub, shout out to Legal Aliens Podcast, Brian Ruiz and the crew. My guys, uh, we're going to sit down, we're going to formulate, and we're going to come back, and we're going to be all the way live. Thank you for all the love, the support, all the loyalty. Uh, much love to you guys, and uh, we're going to keep moving forward, man. Southwest, stand up. This has been an episode of Real Everyday People, part of the El Nino Podcast. Check out the El Nino Podcast live on Facebook every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. And for full episodes, the El Nino Podcast is available on Facebook and YouTube.